everyone. Good evening. Good evening to you and welcome to church. Um, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is KICC here in the GTA Kingsway International Christian Center, uh, where we are raising champions and taking territories. It is a privilege to come into your homes. Uh, it looks like we say this a lot, but we actually mean it. Um, there may be a million and one streams that you could be joining. Uh, but you've honored us enough to tune in either live or you're watching this um, at some other time and we just want to say a big thank you um, to you to thank you for joining us and it's going to be an amazing time in the word an amazing time in God's presence um, so you can bring out your Bibles bring out your smart devices minimize all distractions this is not the time to bake it's not the time to cook all right, and just for a few minutes, praise God, all right, and so that we can go into the Word and study together, praise God. I said, praise God, I trust that you are doing well, I trust that your family is doing well, God has been good to us as a church, he's been good to us as a family, um, here in KICC, in the GTA, we've been receiving amazing, amazing, I mean, I said this last week, between last week and today, even more super amazing testimonies. All right, so I am convinced that God is doing amazing things in this season, in this same season where many are saying there is a casting down. God's children who are working the word, who are holding on to the word, who have their faith anchored on God's promises. They are testifying, all right? And it is my prayer that your own testimony will be next. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, say it like you believe it. Your own testimony will be next. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, our online study um, started yesterday. I'm sure for those who were part of it, you had an amazing time studying in small groups uh, with fellow believers who are hungry, passionate like you. Uh, it's the beginning of great things. If you want to be a part of it you can still join we are more than happy to fit you into a tribe all right into your squad your own people it's a safe zone where you can be completely open you can ask all the crazy questions you've always had all right about scriptures the the questions your parents told you to keep quiet about all right all the questions they said just believe it's time for you to bring them out uh, your teachers are seasoned they are anointed they can't wait to meet you um, and it's an, just an amazing journey together to grow deeper in our use and in our understanding of the word. Praise God. All right. You know, we won't go into the word without acknowledging his presence. We do it not because we want to buy time. We do it not because we, it, it sounds nice to have music in the background. No, we do it because he deserves all of the glory and it is one of the protocol of his presence that we will enter we will come in with gratitude we will bring our fragrance of praise we will offer unto him the sacrifices of of our lips our right the sacrifices of praise the fruit of our lips that will bring it to him as a sweet smelling fragrance all right out as we minimize the noise and the distractions of our days and our cares and our concerns that we can have a moment where he is the focus, where he is the object of our affection, where he is the center of our existence. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. We were created to worship him. All right, the Bible says that thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory 
honor and power for you have created all things all things all men all women all microorganisms all bacteria all viruses you have created all things and they are for your pleasure we exist for you we exist for you so wherever you are this evening wherever you are this evening you shouldn't need encouragement you shouldn't need to be cajoled all right but our god is good our god is good this isn't me inspiring you this isn't me motivating you this is me offering perspective that if it had not been the lord who has been on our side if it had not been the lord who has kept us if it has not been the lord who has preserved us we will not exist we definitely will have been long gone and forgotten Ah, if there is any grateful person this evening under the sound of my voice, uh, if only you will lift up your voice to the King of glory and magnify the King, magnify the King. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We exalt your name. Ah, our God is mighty. Our God is strong. My God is great. And my God is all-powerful. All-powerful, all-powerful. He's strong, he's great, he's mighty. He's rich in mercy. We worship you, Jesus. You are good and your mercy is forever. You are good and your mercy is forever. You are good and your mercy is forever. You are good, you are good, you are good, you are good, you are kind. You are good, good Father, you are loving. You are perfect in all of your ways. It is you who has kept us through January. It is you who saw us through February. It is you who kept us in March. It is you who caused us to triumph in April. And now you've brought us into the month of May. Ah, what a mighty God you are, Jesus. What a mighty God you are. Amen. You are seated on the throne. Holy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Amen. You reign forevermore. There is no one else like you. Hallelujah. Amen. You were seated, seated on the throne. Holy is the Lamb. Amen. You reign forevermore. There is no one else, no one else like you. Hallelujah. Come on, wherever you are, raise your voice. Amen. Come on, be the choir this evening. You see. On 
the throne. It doesn't matter the quality of your voice. Holy is the Lamb. Alleluia. Amen. You reign forevermore. There is no one else like you. Alleluia. Amen. I wanted to sing it. My God is seated on the throne. And only is the Lamb. Alleluia. this place thank you for another opportunity to be here you have kept us 
You have preserved our lives. You have kept us in the camp of the living. We exist to bring you praise. We exist for your glory. As we go into your word, we ask for direction. We ask for illumination. We ask for revelation by your spirit. Come have your way in this Jesus. wherever you are, if you can, jam your hands together and give the Lord a big shout. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Praise God, praise God. There is absolutely nothing like his presence. Absolutely nothing like his presence. Praise God. All right. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us. If you are just tuning in, you are in the right place. This is KICC here in the GTA, uh, Ontario, Canada. Wherever you are, you're tuning in from. We love you. We appreciate you. And we want to thank you for joining us. All right, please bring out your Bibles, your pens. This is Wednesday midweek service. Our Bible study, we will delve into the Word. Praise God. All right, over the past couple of weeks, we've been looking at uh, the subject of the ministry and the person of the Holy Spirit. The ministry and the person of the Holy Spirit. And in the first installment, all right, we said that God's plan is for his family to have his spirit. All right, I believe you can remember that. Uh, the old uh, teachings are available on all platforms. We have it on YouTube, it's free. On Facebook, it's free. On Spotify, it's free. On iTunes, it's free. On AudioMac, it's free. Everywhere you check, it's free. And it's there, all right? All you need is an investment of your time and also of your attention. Very important. Not just to play it in the background so that you said you played a message, all right? But to connect into the spirit of what is being communicated. Uh, that is when you are able to be edified. Uh, a lot of uh, psychologists have even said you need to listen to something over and over again. Some have said 15 times. Some have said 21 times. All right, but by the Spirit of God, I don't, I don't know if you need to do 21 times, but you need attention, and you might need a second time. You might need a third time, all right, as those fruits become further unveiled and further revealed. Praise God. Uh, last week, by His grace, we were talking about the Spirit upon. We were talking about the former rain, and today we will be delving straight into the business of the day. All right, I will be talking about the Spirit all right, within, which is the latter rain. Uh, we'll be talking about that this evening by the grace of God. And um, I think it's just important to lay a foundation of why we are studying this. Uh, as believers, it's important for us to grow in knowledge, all right? So if there is absolutely no other reason, this is an important enough reason. It's a good enough reason that we are growing in our knowledge of Christ. We are growing in our knowledge of everything that God has made available for us, all right, to grow. The Bible tells us that His divine power is giving us everything that we need for life and for godliness through the knowledge of Him, all right? So as we grow in our knowledge of Him, we unlock the requirements for life and we unlock the requirements for godliness. So that is why we are doing this. In addition, we are doing this for uh, 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 people to develop an unusual, uncommon hunger, all right, to develop this, this, this unrest. It's like somebody 
waking you up or in the, in the middle of your struggle. You are struggling to pay your bills. You are struggling to pay your rent. You are struggling just to, to, to navigate life. And one of your uncles just hears about you and says, oh, where have you been? I've been trying to communicate to you. So what do you mean communicate to you? He said, your father, your grandfather had this inheritance, all right, in, 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 in pounds or, or kilograms of gold, pure gold. And it's been divided. This is your share, all right? Imagine having that kind of information. Even if you've not seen any documentation to back it up, there is an excitement in your spirit and immediately you know that this is the least I will ever be in my life. Praise God. In the same way, the word of God comes to us as worth more than gold. Something more than gold. Something more than silver. And that consciousness begins to dawn on you that this is who I really am. This is, this is the true description of my existence, of my redemption. These are the rights. These are the privileges. This is the authority I can exert in my world, in my sphere. This is how much victory and dominion I can enact in my space. All right. So that's part of why we're having this conversation to begin to build an expectation for you to understand that you are not normal. You are not, please take that, I take that nicely. You are not a normal human having a normal existence, all right? You are extraordinary. You live from a realm of the supernatural, praise God. I said, praise God. And at the end of this teaching series about the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, it is important um, that we have what's in science they will call practical uh practical so you go to the lab right, and you demonstrate the things that you have heard and that you have been thought all right so the last installment in this series on the ministry and person of the holy spirit will be an impartation service and in that service, all those who will be present, if we're having it in person, or all those who will be connected to us online, I don't care where you are watching from, we have the guarantee and the promise of His Spirit, all right, that as you yield yourself in faith, and as you make your vessel available, you will be filled. Praise God. I said you will be filled with the Holy Ghost and with power. That being said... I am not going to encourage you to wait until then. Because as the messages are coming, as you are connecting not just with the words, not just with the letter, the spirit behind it is hitting you. All right? And in those moments, things happen. You might not feel it in your body. All right? Your nerve endings might not have any particular impulse or stimulus to convey. But there is something registering on your spirit, man. Some of you, all right, by the spirit during the teachings have received healings. And we've gotten testimony. Some of you never spoke in tongues before during the teachings, all right, you've received that ability by the spirit. If, if you can just help me put Acts chapter 10 verse 44 on the screen. Let me just show you something there. Um, even though we will be having an impartation service, you don't have to wait till then. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Interesting, and this is the very first time the gospel was preached to the Gentiles. An angel couldn't do the job. A man, the, the, the instrumentality of a man had to be deployed to do that. And this was what happened in that particular sermon. It says, while Peter was still speaking, these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, praise God. So as we are listening, as we are being taught, 
have that expectation that the Holy Spirit isn't chilling till the impartation service. Right now, as you are receiving the word, it will meet you. The word, like armor, will crack, break down every resistance to your manifestation and obedience, and you will see the word work for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I said you will see the word work for you. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I am just so excited in my spirit of what God is about to do this evening. Let's go straight into the word. Joel chapter 2 from verse 23. Joel chapter 2 from verse 23 says, Be glad then, you children of Zion. Be glad, be glad, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully. All right. Last time we saw the version that called it, he had given you the former rain moderately. He says, and it will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Praise God. Praise God. So last time we talked about the former rain and we walked through the dimensions of understanding our spirit, our flesh, what happens to us, all right, when the spirit comes upon and possibilities, exploits in the old covenant by people, men, women with flesh, all right, with blood in their veins and with water in their vessels, the exploits they were able to do by the spirit upon uh, under the former reign. And today, by God's grace, we're going into understanding the spirit within. And I'm praying especially for someone under the sound of my voice this evening that the Spirit of God will give you understanding. That the Spirit of God will give you understanding. I know why I'm saying that. That the Spirit of God will give you understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Because the conversation we're about to have this evening is a message that I strongly believe um, it's timely for the body of Christ. Yes, for us here in KICC and all those connected to us, but it is an extremely timely message um, for the body of Christ because we have, we have a people who will insist on manifestations of the Spirit upon. Um, they, they just want to see more miracles. They want to see more healings. Those are great. That is God's plan, as we've seen. God's plan for us in this time is the rain. It's a, it's a ridiculous combination of the former and the latter. We're going to see that, all right? But this evening, we want to delve into the latter rain and to see the activity of the Spirit within. Praise God. I said praise God. All right. So, part of the thing we want to establish as a matter of first principles is that the operation of the Spirit within was not possible until a sacrifice was made. It was not possible for the Spirit of God to do a work on the inside. It wasn't possible for anyone to be born again and to receive that infilling of the Spirit until a perfect sacrifice was made. Until the blood of the Lamb was shed. Only then, in addition to a remission of sins, in addition to a redemption and a translation from darkness into the kingdom of life, was of light, pardon me, was a, an introduction of a possibility for the very first time. Now, remember, in the same new covenant, before Jesus died, we saw at least two characters 
that the Bible makes it clear to us, at least two. We're not even going to talk about um, John the Baptist, whose, uh, prophet, whose birth had been prophesied and, and part of what the angel said about him being filled with the Spirit. All right, but there are two characters, the prophetess Anna, all right, and the elder prophet Simeon, who we know that the dimensions of giftings that he exhibited was by virtue of the Spirit, but it was still the Spirit upon and that the only time or the next time that the Spirit will indwell a people, a vessel, remember where we started from, where we lost that ability of, of that, that koinonia, that joint state of our spirit with the Spirit of God. Now, this is it being restored. All the exploits done in the Old Testament, the dead rising, the sea parting, all right, uh, uh, miraculous provision, miraculous multiplication, all those great miracles and all the accurate prophecies we see by different people at different times, not even knowing themselves. I mean, what are the odds? All those prophecies by the Spirit upon. And now the death of Jesus the redemption that we have received by his blood, in addition to all of our rights in redemption, made it also possible for us to receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. I said praise God. All right, let's look at um, Galatians. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Galatians 3, verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the course of the law, having become a course for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, you are going to understand this, uh, the implication of this, that the curse, we are to be redeemed from that curse for us to be permitted to receive the blessing. And we will see shortly what that blessing is, what we call the blessings of Abraham. All right, I remember back then in Sunday school, we will sing... Abraham's blessings are mine, uh, are mine, and um, I think there was another song that talks about all of the things Abraham had, that we had cattle, that we had um, all those wonderful things, and how we would think those are the things that the Bible refers to as the blessings of Abraham, all right? And it's an interesting thought that even if those are the blessings of Abraham, it's amazing that the average believer isn't working in dominion, in financial dominion, all right? Um, maybe that's a topic for another day. Praise God. Praise God. But the Bible tells us clearly that it's the promise of the Spirit. It's the promise of the Spirit. It's a blessing that will be imputed only to those who have been delivered from the course of the law. And that only happens to those of us, those of us who have been redeemed by the precious blood, that precious sacrifice, that perfect sacrifice made by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. Praise God. Colossians. Let's go to Colossians. We'll read a few verses there. Colossians 2, all right, verse 9. This is talking about Jesus. It says, for in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. Now we saying, if you want a peep about the Father, you look at Christ. If you want a peep about the Son, you look at Christ. If you want a peep about the Spirit, you look at Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10. And you are complete in him, 
who is the head of all principality and power. I, th I think this is a good scripture to know that the Bible says that we, we are complete in Christ. We are complete in Christ. All right. I could just pause here and digress a bit. For someone under the sound of my voice, you need to know that your identity in Christ is one of completion. You are all, you are not looking for your better half. You are not looking for anyone, any job, anybody's opinion to validate you. The Bible says that you are complete in Christ Jesus. Praise God. It says, who is the head of all principality and power? Let's go to verse 11 and then we jump to 14. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Now, this is a scripture that Nicodemus would have loved to read because he was having a conversation with Jesus in John chapter 3 and that conversation was about a man being born again by going back into the womb of the mother and Jesus said, no, 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 you are not getting it. You are, you, are, you, are, you are evaluating this in the realm of the flesh. He's saying there is a realm in the spirit that what you described, even though it's not a going back, but there is a rebirth that is possible in the realm of the spirit. Paul here is talking to the church in Colossae and he's saying that there is a circumcision process. But this one isn't done with pen knives. It's not done with surgical tools, physically, with, with hands or on the foreskin. He's saying that this is not even gender-based. All right? This circumcision that the Spirit of God does, he says, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So there is a cutting away of the flesh, which is a work done by the by the redemptive power of the sacrifice of Christ. And then there is a putting on. Let's go. Let's jump to verse 14. Let's jump to verse 14. It says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Praise God. Somebody say, praise God. Now, the mystery of salvation is worth delving into. The mysteries of salvation. See, your salvation made it possible for the Spirit of God to dwell on your inside. It's a big deal. It is really, really, really big deal. I know last week we were talking about the Spirit upon. We were really getting excited, you know. Oh, they parted the Red Sea. They did great. Mm -hmm. This is a greater work as far as Scripture is concerned. That a man, a man born in sin, a woman with all the tendencies for wickedness, that something can happen to that person. I don't know if you are getting this. Beyond all the theatrics, beyond all the partings and all the resurrection from the dead, all of those things. God is saying there is a bigger work. There is a bigger work that is accessed through faith in that perfect sacrifice of the Christ. And that is the work of the Spirit within. Praise God. Praise God. And that leads us straight into our next point. That the highest point, the highest, the, 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 the most, the most, the most, the most significant essence, the most, the most, the most weighty. I'm looking for big words and I'm trying to make this simple. The biggest deal, I think that's a nice way to put it. The biggest deal about our new birth. Now I need you to hear me, especially for those who have done religion for so long. 
especially for those who have played church for so long, for people who have grown white hair, they've grown gray hair in church. I'm not talking about your age. I'm talking about how long you've been involved in the motions, in the administrations, in the activities, and not in, in, in a revelation of the Spirit of Christ. The biggest deal about our salvation experience, all right, is the ability to experience the Holy Spirit within. Mm. Mm. You know the word used um, for salvation is a huge word. It's, a, it's, 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 um, it's an elastic word. It doesn't just mean salvation from sins. It's all-encompassing and it's, it's reasonably detailed for us in Psalms uh, 103. All right. Where there is deliverance from sin, there is healing of all your diseases. All right. There is rescuing from oppression, deliverance from death. All encompassing. You can literally squeeze out six, seven documented legal possibilities by redemption. However, the biggest deal of the new birth experience is that the Spirit of God can be resident on your inside. Now, many of us take this for granted. Many of us take this for granted. Many of us, I mean, the thought of this is mind-blowing. That you can sit down and conceptualize that the God of heaven, the creator of all things, would think of this vessel as worth living in. And you're asking yourself, what, what does this in me? There are multiple better vessels. There are cleaner vessels. There are more righteous people. There are better people who are more churchy. Praise God. How many of us have friends like that? They are not born again, but they are good enough. They are even better. <laughs> they are better behaved. But what we are talking about here is in change of behavior. Glory to God. We are not talking of, of being good as having good, good habits. Of being the quiet one, the one who doesn't shout, the one who doesn't complain, the one who says, yes, mommy, yes, daddy, it is done. I will do it. I will do more. I will go the extra mile. Praise God. No, we are not talking about being a yes man or being a yes woman. We are talking about a transformation that goes on on your inside. Praise God. No wonder the Bible says they longed to see it. Imagine the man who tried to help the Ark of Covenant and he was struck dead and then he's somewhere and he's seen that there are people, human beings, they don't even have to be Levites, they don't even have to be Jews and he's saying someone in Africa, someone in Europe, some random person who wasn't even circumcised can have the spirit, the, the same spirit of God on their inside and those of us who have that same spirit, we are just using the spirit to coast. We are using the spirit, may God have mercy on you. May God have mercy on me in the mighty name of Jesus. There is something that's an understanding. There is an effectual, effectual, pardon my grammar, sometimes when you're trying to break this thing down and, and communicate the fervency, your grammar begins to, to get in the way. There is a dimension of effect, effectualness. Woo! That's bad English. Glory. There is a dimension of that that comes by acknowledgement. So as you begin to know, as you begin to know, oh wow, the Spirit of God resides on my inside. The Spirit of God resides on my inside. I don't have to look for Him. I don't have to search for Him. He lives in me. He lives in me. Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I said, praise God. Are we still together this evening? I hope I'm not moving too fast. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Let's go from verse 16. Okay, let's speak from 15, 15 to 21. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Um, and I will pray the Father. Hmm. And he will give you another helper. 
that he may abide with you forever. That he may abide with you forever. That he may abide with you forever. Jesus is saying, I have come in the flesh to do a work for a season. By the, by the completion of that work, meeting all of the requirements, he's saying that the Father will send you another helper. And that that helper will abide with you forever. The, the helper will abide with you forever. He says, verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Can you see that? The world cannot receive. The world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. He says, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Jesus is saying there is a time coming that this spirit will finally be able once again to be resident in you. And that is big deal. I mean, Jesus didn't say that. All right, but it's big deal. It's big deal. He says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. It's, 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 it's amazing that dear child of God, your refusal to benefit from the ministry of, your, of the Spirit is as good as the child of the king, the child of the president, the child of the richest man or woman in the world, walking straight to an orphanage and saying, I have chosen to live the life of the fatherless. That is what is happening here because another helper has been sent to you by the Father that will abide with you forever. A little while longer and the world will see me no more physically, but you will see me because I, by my spirit, I live and you will live also. Verse 20. At that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Verse 21. These are precious words. Precious words. Glory to God. It says, He who has my commandments and keeps them. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest. Manifest, that means I will reveal myself tangibly. I will reveal myself tangibly to him. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. This is big deal. I'm hoping someone is getting it. This is big deal. I know you want the dimensions of the spirit upon. I know you want to have crusade grounds where crypto people are working, where the lame are running, where the blind are seen. Yes, those days are here. Glory to God. These are the days of his power. But the rain requires that we allow the spirit to do a work within. Somebody said the spirit within. You didn't say it like you meant it. Somebody said the spirit within. This, this, this part will not get you jumping. Alright? It won't get you shouting. But guess what? This is the part that gets everyone jumping. This is the part that gets the angels jumping. The saints jumping. And I will prove it to you. This is the part that excites them. That the blind see. Hmm? That's not new. That's not new. Someone has seen. Oh, we still want to see. Yes, you will see. Because the rains, the rains are a combination of the former rain and the larger rain. Praise God. I said praise God. Let's go to Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. This is a scripture we've touched on over and over. A scripture we've touched on over and over. Um, it says, Acts, Acts 1, Acts 1, uh, where the disciples were asking Jesus. And said, please let us know. All right, the time, Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. Let us know the time, all right, where the kingdom will be restored. 
all right, where the kingdom will be restored. And Jesus said, it is not of you. It is not for you to know the times, all right, and the seasons. He says, okay, they have it for us. He says, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Verse 7, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Verse 8, I believe everybody should know this by now. He says, but you shall receive power. Somebody say you shall receive power. All right. Jesus is saying this should be your preoccupation. This should be your priority. Not calculating and doing permutations and combinations of 666, 6 times 6 times 6, 36 times 6. All right. I are just looking for what is not lost. See, do not, you, dear child of God, break every obsession you have with darkness. God's desire is for you to see the light. To learn more about the light. Someone said, oh, I just want to learn more about the devil and I want to learn about the Antichrist. Learn Jesus! I need a megaphone. Megaphone, please. Anybody? Learn Jesus. In him is light. In him is light. It's amazing. Believers loving to read books. Someone said I was a witch for 50 years. All right. And now I'm born again. Glory to God. Sincerely glory to God. But now you've written a book. I want everybody to read a book of what you did as a witch for 50 years. No, you need discipleship. You need to be taught the word. Dear child of God, focus on scripture. Jesus said our preoccupation is not a calculation of times and weeks and seasons. Yes, like the sons of Issachar, by the spirit, we have understanding of the times. But he's saying your main preoccupation, your priority Following your new birth experience is for you to receive power. It's for you to receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you have the empowerment to be witnesses. Praise God. I said praise God. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Not a promise of the Father. Not one of the promises of the Father. All through the pages of Scripture, we'll see amazing, amazing promises. All right? Promises that we lay hold of in the place of prayer. Promises that will make big declarations and we insist that we'll see them manifest in our lives. However, the Bible teaches us that the Father's promise is best gift to you. His best gift to me is not anything but himself. Hmm. Hmm. Reminds me of a popular uh, Christmas movie. Anytime I'm giving TV illustrations, it's always very bad. You would know this guy doesn't, he doesn't watch TV. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. I don't mind saying it publicly. But some of you might know the story. It was, I think it was actually a Schwarzenegger movie where he was working in some company and there was this popular toy and his child wanted it and he did all sorts, all sorts just to get it. And eventually he got it after going through thick and thin. I think Sinbad was somewhere in that movie. Some of you know it, all right? You can... You can type it in the comments and just save me and save the rest of us from rattling our brains. But the summary of it is at the end of that movie, he was able to finally get the child, that toy that the child desired. Oh, this is, this is what I want. This is the coolest gift ever. If you can do this for me, you're the best daddy, you're the best father. All right. And he got that eventually. Eventually he got it for the son. And the son said, well, suddenly this thing doesn't mean as much to me. Now that I know that my dad is the real superhero. All right. Instead of, of, of having this toy, I have him. I have him. All right. Praise God. God is saying there are many things I can give you. 
There are many things I can bring into your hands. There are many things I can give you. But the biggest, biggest gift ever is giving you myself. Giving you my spirit. He says that that spirit will abide with you forever. That spirit will abide with you forever. I say by that spirit, Christ says he will manifest tangibly himself to you. It is my prayer for someone under the sound of my voice this evening that you will receive a divine encounter by the spirit that will change your life forever. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, that's a big prayer. I need you to say a believing amen with everything you've got on your inside. That this week without fail, as your hunger is accentuated, as you cry out to your God, as you give the Spirit permission to navigate your internal being, to, 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 to navigate and to have full expression, that you will experience an encounter with the Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, that as he has said in his word, he will manifest himself to you. Ah, come on, somebody believe it. I said he will manifest himself to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Acts chapter 2, let's read verse 32 to 37. Acts 2, 32 to 37. He says he will manifest himself to you. He will manifest himself to you. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. This Jesus. I know we are familiar with this. After the Spirit had been poured out, this is Peter addressing the crowd. He says, this Jesus, God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, that's a metaphor for the place of authority. And that is where we are, praise God. He says, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this, which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, prophetically speaking, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know, assuredly, without doubt, know of a truth that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were caught to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Praise God. I said, praise God. The word of God is sweet. You literally can just keep on reading and reading. There's all sorts of genres in scripture. If you want action, there's action. If you want thrillers, there's thrillers. If you want horror, ha! someone said revelation. And I saw a beast, seven heads. You're like, oh, that feels like a bad movie. Well, if you're confused about the book of Revelations, uh, Pastor Matthew, over the last, I think, two, three weeks, has done a very detailed, easy-to-understand expose on the book of Revelation. All right, so this is a plug for you if you want to learn more. It is not horror movie. As a, as a child of God, you should know. All right, there's so much confusion, all sorts. All right, I follow those teachings. I've been blessed from an introduction, the first part, follow-up to solid panoramic description of the events of Revelation, Daniel, Ezekiel, and all those prophetic books. But the, the, the word of God is sweet. It's rich. Praise God. I said, praise God. All right. The next point we want to lay is that this big deal, I, I, I'm sorry if there's some 
older people who don't like the way I'm casualizing it, but it is really big deal. It's, I'm looking for a bigger word. It's the biggest thing ever that the Spirit of God will indwell man. I don't think you understand it. That the Spirit of God will indwell man. You don't, you don't understand that. David, speaking prophetically in the book of Psalms, he says, what is mankind that you are mindful of him? He's saying, why have you insisted so much, speaking prophetically by the Spirit? Why will you insist that it is man that you want to put your spirit? Why? You've done it before. We've messed up. We've failed you. We've, we've turned our backs from you. We've been disobedient. We've gone to idolatry. We've gone to the other side. We've spoken rebellious words. We've, be, we've practiced lasciviousness. We've done all sorts. We should by now have convinced you that we are not worth your investment. Hmm. But he says, I'm insisting on you. I'm insisting on you. And this is the crux of this evening. That there is a transfer of the responsibility to please God. And that is the main work of the Spirit. Alright. We'll get to that shortly. Someone is saying, pardon me? Yes, we will get that to that shortly. Praise God. Praise God. It's amazing that God didn't, he didn't give up on you. It's amazing that God didn't give up on me. There's a song I love so much. Every time we sing it, alright, especially when I'm in the public now, don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with tearing up in public. There's nothing wrong in, in shedding tears when you worship. Absolutely nothing wrong. Alright, but the song, the song gets me welled up almost every time when I think about it. The song says, you came for someone like me and you loved me just as I am. I can never thank you more than enough for all that you've done for me. Simple words to you, yeah? You're hearing it now, nothing is moving you like this, Pastor. It's too emotional. But you don't understand. You don't understand. You, you don't understand that the Spirit of God will know all these details and will still insist that it is you I have chosen to work with. That is why, see, do not be moved if people think you are not qualified. Their opinions do not count. <laughs> Did you hear me? Their opinion, they didn't die for you. They didn't shed their blood for you. The one who shed his blood for you, the one who died for you says you matter. He says you count. You might not like the sound of your voice, but he's saying that I have appointed your voice as a voice to use to the nations. I hope someone is getting this. You might not like the way you look, but God is saying it is the same you he has chosen as a vessel to the nations. Some of you have recorded videos on your phones and you've deleted it because you were not looking the way you thought you should be looking well 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 god is going to use you that same way you look praise god he's not waiting for you to get a new fix he's not waiting for you to get a new haircut he's not waiting for you to get a new wig he's not waiting for you to change your makeup set he's saying i have chosen you i have ordained you i know you in detail and i have filled you empowered you by my spirit praise god come on tap someone here you say don't disqualify yourself Look for someone else. Say, don't disqualify yourself. He has chosen you. He has appointed you. Glory to God. He says we are complete in him. Isn't that reassuring? We are priceless. We are valuable. Come on, stop making me feel like I am because you are. No. <laughs> because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Praise God. Praise God. The prophets longed to see this day. The patriarchs longed to see this day. He said, what is man? God abandoned these people. Move on, move on. 
Move on. ROI. ROI. Return on investment. This project is a failure. This project is rubbish. Fold it up. These guys are not deserving. God is saying, no. These are the people. I will use Joel chapter 2. We read verse 23. Let's look at it again. We read 28, 29. All right. I will see some other scripture. It says, be glad then, you children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. He has given you the former rain moderately. It will cause the rain to come down for you, the former and the latter rain in the first month. This is a prophecy by the prophet Joel. Long time about the desire of the Spirit of God to do a work, not just upon, but within. Let's read 28 and 29. 28 and 29. And it shall come to pass afterward in those days, in these days, it shall come to pass that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Praise God. Somebody say, these are the days. These are the days of his power. Alright, if you missed the previous installments, please get the part one, get the part two. We broke down these scriptures. Do not assume that you understand what he's saying there. It's not a distribution of gifts by age. Alright, it's a family conversation on the possibilities by the Spirit. Praise God. Galatians chapter 3. Let's read verse 14. I will jump to First Peter. Alright, Galatians chapter 3 verse 14. He says, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That means he can't be talking about cars. He can't be talking about cattle. He can't be talking about servants. Those things are great. Trust me, that is God's will for you. That is God's will for me. I believe strongly, all right, in God's children operating in financial dominion. Strongly, if you're a member of this family, KICC, you know that we are raised, all right, as champions. And we believe that we should execute dominion in all facets of life, including financially and materially. But he's saying that this blessing of Abraham has to be something that the Gentiles will need access to. Gentiles don't need a blessing to buy a car. Gentiles don't need a special access code to own servants, whether they are physical servants or they are robots or they are investments or they are properties. Gentiles, I hope somebody is getting this this evening. He says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said this might not excite you. You might not be jumping, but they are jumping right now in heaven and the angels are saying, if only these guys had an idea. If only they saw the possibilities that this is the real big deal. It is not the things you do by the Spirit upon. This is the real big deal. That the heart of a man, the heart that was falling, the heart that was desperately wicked, can receive a spiritual, surgical renewal. All right? And that same heart is remade, rebirthed, filled by the Spirit, recipient of the promise of the Spirit. Praise God. I said, praise God. Hmm. First Peter chapter 1. Let's read verse 10 to 12. First Peter chapter 1 verse 10 to 12. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired. Hmm. The prophets have inquired. They asked questions. They were trying to see. Say, a star shall arise out of Jacob. 
a scepter shall rise. It, it talks about a messiah. Over 1,000 messianic prophecies all through the pages of scripture. They were inquiring and searching. Is, is, it, is it really possible that God, that this is God's plan, that he will put his spirit in these people? This, this, this people, is it really possible? He says they inquired and searched carefully. Who prophesied of the grace that will come to you? Hmm. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, which has happened, and the glories that would follow, which is happening. Woo! That is the scripture to rejoice over. That's never where we are going. But I think that's a great place. That's a great place. Can we go back to verse 11? Woo, woo, woo. Glory to God. It says, they testified of the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. That the sufferings of Christ, that redemptive work which is one time will, will, will authorize for the very first time the permission of the infilling of the Spirit, the promise of the Father. And it says what that does is, is, is glories, the glories that will follow, the possibilities, the amazing exploits that will follow. And it is my prayer for someone under the sound of my voice that you will do exploits by the Spirit of God. Ah, come on, you don't need to look. Some of you are looking at yourself and you're saying this pastor doesn't know me. This pastor doesn't know the things I think about. This pastor doesn't know the things I read. Ah, well, I don't need to know the one who knows. Before you were born, before you were conceived in your parents' womb, the one who has ordained you to the nations. He's saying, by his spirit, you will do exploits in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Verse 12. Woo! To them it was revealed that not to themselves but to us can you see what is going on here this is peter i, I don't know the state of mind he was when he was writing this but i could imagine his face smiling i could imagine like uh, uh, like a cheeky a cheeky smile on his face like ha ah, prophets god got you there which is why i, I say this a lot I, I don't understand people saying uh, we want the old time religion. I wish I was born in the days of David. I wish I was there in the days of Elijah and seen fire. I wish I was there in the days of Isaiah. The, the guys you are wishing, we are wishing they were you. They are, they are sincerely wishing they were around. They saw what the Spirit did upon and they are saying, what, what are the possibilities? What could I do if I had the Spirit on my inside? If indeed it was possible for me not to think those thoughts. If indeed it was possible for me to be completely recreated. Alright, the people you are envying are envying you. Come on, you are living in the best time ever. Did you hear that? I'm going to say that again. You, I, we are, we, we are alive in the best time ever to manifest the fullness of the glory of God. Glory to God. To them it was revealed that not to themselves. I love this scripture. It says, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven Things which, uh, is that in your Bible? Angels desire to look into, to just to peep. I, I can imagine in the throne room where God has wrapped this gift, this promise. And the angels are trying to see what, what is God about to do? What is God about to release to mankind? And Jesus whispers, it's the promise of the Spirit. They said, not possible. God is too holy. 
God is too holy. He can't do anything. Those, those people, those humans, 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 those humans, and the prophets were prophesying, prophesying, prophesying the promise of the Father, the promise of the Father, the promise of the Father, the sufferings of the Christ, and the glories that will follow. And they were trying, trying, trying to guess. They were trying to peep into it, trying. See, no angel can preach the gospel. They don't understand it. They can't preach it. Cornelius prayed, he gave arms, did all those things. He got the attention of heaven. God sent an angel. The angel couldn't preach a sermon. He said, this gospel, we don't get it. We've been studying it, we don't get it. That God will do a work and reborn, regenerate, put his life in the spirit of mankind. We don't get it. That these people will be seated with Christ far above principalities and powers. We don't get it. That this man that God is so mindful about, he has made them a little lower than Elohim, ranked higher than even the most senior of angels. We don't get it. Get a man filled with the Spirit to preach this gospel. Praise God. Woo! You are meant to be dancing now. I don't know what you are doing now. Some of you will dance when you see the dead rise. Congratulations. You will see it happen and God will get all the glory. Let me tell you, nobody's faith ever got established by miracles. This is just to prepare you that this end time revival coming doesn't mean many will believe Okay, let's, let's just move on to our topic for today. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. Now, I understand that there are many who consider themselves to be Christians, but they do not believe in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to walk you through how it is possible, if you, are, if you fall in that category, that what you are doing is you are shortchanging yourself. Remember what Jesus said. He said that you, that you will not be as orphans. I will pray to the Father. He will send you another helper. Now, who is a Christian? Let's look at that. Who is a Christian? Christ-like, right? All right? And which is why uh, many people will rather use the term believers rather than Christian. Because a cr Christian, by definition, means like Christ. It doesn't necessarily mean you are born again. All right? You can be like Michael Jackson and you don't have the spirit of Michael Jackson in you. All right, and that is where a lot of Christians fall in. They look like Christ. They do the motions. They dress like us. They know how to talk. All right, when you meet someone and you say, oh, my brother, how are you? And they say, God bless you. And you meet someone else. They say, how are you? They say, I'm good dog. I'm good dog. Now, as far as you are concerned, which one is more likely to be born again? I'm good. God bless you. The one that said, I'm good dog. Not knowing that the guy saying, I'm good dog, might be filled with the spirit of God tongue lashing, operating in dominion, the one saying, God bless you, brother, is living in sin, and he's just a pretender. But they've learned the language, they've learned the motions, they know the kind of things that make pastors happy, that make pastors comfortable with them, and let the guards down. Alright, some seductive spirits have entered into the church, and they're just playing the motions, but guess what? We're in the time where God is exposing them, we are in the season where God is exposing them. I said, we are in the season where God is exposing them. We are in the time, the days of his power, that those who are for Christ are for Christ. And those who are not, they are being exposed. Not for destruction, but with open arms. So you can come genuinely. You don't have to fake it when you can have it. You don't have to fake it when you can be it. You don't have to be Christ-like when you can be in Christ. Glory to God. So the point I'm trying to make to you, dear child of God, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't play yourself. If you are a Christian, if you are born 
again and you do not believe in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, let me tell you what you are describing. I mean, I, I shared this with a couple of, of people and I found it funny. I know we have a wider audience now. I don't know if it's the best illustration, but I'm going to use something else. Um, the people I've, who I shared it with, I sounded really funny. I used an illustration of uh, beans. Um, some people know it as black-eyed peas, all right, and bean cake, which has a traditional name back from where I'm from. All right, so I won't use that because you might not understand it. You might not understand it. So let's use French fries. Let's use French fries and let's use mashed potatoes, all right? So you meet someone and the person says, you know what? I've been trying to, to watch what I, you know, feed on these days. I'm woke. I'm health-conscious, you know. I'm taking good care of my body. I'm just trying to be fit, farm, you know. I, I don't eat any owl. I believe in you. Oh, he said, oh, nice. So, he says, uh, what are the things you don't eat? So, well, I stopped taking potatoes. Um, I stopped taking fries. You know, I stopped all of those things. I don't take them again. So, oh, nice. Nice. Good for you. How have you been since you made that decision? Say, awesome. You know, my body feels rejuvenated. I feel strengthened, you know. Like, well, nice. And then uh, you're like, so what do you like? What do you, what's your favorite food now? But he said, you know, you know what? What I love most now is shepherd pie. Say shepherd pie. Yeah. Say, you know, the beef sauce. I know there's, a, there's, a, there's an overspread of mashed potatoes. Mashed what? Oh, uh, no, 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 you know, it's not fries, it's mashed, you know. It's not fries, but it's mashed. I'm like, wait, potatoes are bad? But mashed potatoes is good? They say yes. In the same way, many people say, I'm born again, but I don't believe in the Holy Spirit. That statement is illogical. You can only be born again by the work of the Holy Spirit. And if it was not the Holy Spirit that did that work, guess what? You're not born again. But let me tell you my guess. My guess is you are born again. My guess is that you are born again by His Spirit. You believe in God. You love Jesus. But the ministry of the Spirit that has been presented to you is one of religion. So you fought it. You fought it that people who speak in tongues, they are wasting their time. People who prophesy, they are lying. All prophets are liars. Hey, the Bible says despise or prophesy. Yes, there are fake prophecies. Yes, there are lying tongues there. But there's real tongues and there's real prophecies. All right? And if you want to verify that, you will be the proof. You will be the proof. Give the Spirit of God the allowance. Come into me. I want to experience you in your fullness. If indeed this is something that angels were peeping into, if indeed this is what prophets prophesied about, not about them, but about us, and I'm living in these days and still not taking advantage of it, then something is wrong somewhere. Something has to be wrong somewhere. So the next point, as we begin to tie this up together, is that our salvation is the first work of the Holy Spirit. But that shouldn't be his last work. I'm going to say that again. The Spirit, anybody who is born again can only be born again by the Spirit. It is a work done by the Spirit of God. And if the Spirit of God has done that work, then there's already a place old. There is already a place older. Alright, that means you are already available. You are already a recipe for divine possibilities. What you need to do is to go a step further, to believe it, to receive his spirit in fullness. In a way that the flesh is mortified, the spirit is fed, giving expression, and you enter into a realm of exploits. Glory to God. I said glory to God. John chapter 3, 
John chapter 3, this is a lengthy one. I do not think we should read the whole thing. John chapter 3, verse 3 to 17. I think we can skip this one. Let's just read 3 and 4, and then we will skip. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's go to verse 4. Maybe we'll stop at 5 or so. And Nicodemus said, How can this be possible? How can a man born when, how can a man be born when he is old? All right. No, let's go on. Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Next verse. Jesus answered, most assuredly, we can stop here. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So Jesus is saying here that the process of being born again, the salvation experience. It's amazing. You can't be a Christian and say you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Then you are not a Christian. You are not a believer. You are not born again. And I need that to sink deep into anyone at the sound of my... I know there are denominational beliefs. Alright, this is a call beyond denomination. This is your life and your destiny at stake. If Jesus is saying it is good for you that I go, that you might receive the promise of the Spirit, you can claim to love and have faith and believe in that same Jesus, but no want and love and receive the gift that he has made available for you. I hope you are getting it this evening. Praise God. As I praise God. Acts chapter 19. This one we will read. Acts chapter 19. We'll read from verse 1 to 6. And then we'll tie this up together. We'll tie, wrap all of this together. About the spirit within. Which is the latter rain. The big deal. The big deal. And we are living in that time. In that season. In that generation. That there will be a combination of the former rain. And the latter rain. That we will do exploits by spirit. Praise God. So let's read this. We'll go all the way to verse 6. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. So Paul was at Ephesus. That's the key. And finding some disciples. Somebody say disciples. So these were not random people. These were not random sinners. These were not unbelievers. These were not people who were hanging out in the shrines. These were people who considered themselves to be Christians. All right, all right. They considered themselves to be, at least, let's use the term they use, disciples, followers. Verse 2. So Paul said to them, if indeed you are followers of Christ, if indeed you consider yourself believers, so he's verifying them now. All right, he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. This is a frank conversation. And it's amazing that if many believers today were to have the same sincere, genuine, frank conversation, you will admit that your life doesn't in any way confirm, manifest, display the existence of the Holy Spirit. They are saying, nada, absolutely no idea. We consider ourselves, all right, to be disciples. We are followers of Jesus. But this Holy Spirit you are talking about is too goofy for us, too spooky. We don't do spooky, we do... We do it the Jesus way. Praise God. I said praise God. Let's go to verse 3. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. 
I can imagine Paul's face when he heard that. He said, okay, 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 not bad. They are not, they are not far. They, are not, they understand the, the repentance, at least. They understand the consciousness of sin. They, they understand the consciousness of turning from wicked ways. They are not far for, from the kingdom. We, we won't jettison them. We won't judge them. And I see this a lot, especially for those who are beginning to have a, a, a revelation of their identity in Christ. Your attitude to those who don't know who they are in Christ shouldn't be one of jest. Shouldn't be the one you don't even know, Joker. You've been in your choir mistress, you are still singing rubbish songs. You don't have a sense of identity. You don't know what Jesus has done for you. You are singing all sorts of unscriptural, unchristly songs. All right. Our attitude to them shouldn't be just. Our attitude should be okay. You're not far. You're not far from the kingdom. You're not far. Come, come up either. All right. Come up either and unlock, unveil the ministry of Christ. Understand your identity so that you can begin to live life in its fullness. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized. So you can see him is validating what they have heard, what they have believed, but ensuring that they don't stop there. Hmm. Say to the people that they should believe on him who will come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. Verse 5, verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they had faith in the Son of God. Verse 6, And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Praise God. I said, praise God. So can you see, it doesn't have to be a five-week training. It doesn't have to be a ten-month class. It is a conversation right now. Remember we read and uh, the story of Peter and Cornelius that while Peter spoke, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. They spoke in other tongues. Here he's saying, Paul explained, verified their belief and told them, don't stop there. Oh, if only somebody can repeat with me. Tap someone by your side. Say, don't stop there. Look for someone else. Say, don't stop there. I know you have believed. Now you need a fullness of the Spirit. Come on, look for someone else. Say, don't stop there. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So Paul is saying, don't stop there. He laid his hands upon them and the Spirit came upon them. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Like I said at the beginning, don't wait till the imputation service. As these words are coming and hitting your heart. All right, allow the Spirit of God to do that work. It's the Spirit of God, I've seen you. I've seen, I've seen in your word that the words came and the Spirit was poured. All right, they, this place talks about a laying of hands, all right? And I can lay my hands on you right now, all right? And you can connect in faith. I don't have to touch you physically, but the hand of God will rest upon you. And for those of you who are saying, God, I, I, I have missed out by being in denial about the ministry of the Spirit. Now I am ready to be filled with fullness. I am ready to be filled with the fullness of his power. I do not want to stop at what I have believed. I want to progress to the fullness of the Spirit. And he said, fill me, Lord, and he will fill you. He says, with tongues and with prophecies. You won't sound the way you want to sound. You will sound stupid. You will sound crazy. You will sound like you are saying gibberish. All right, but he's the one giving you utterance. And what you are communicating is mysteries. Praise God. I said, praise God. Now, this is the last part. If you ask me, I'll say this is the most important part. If, not, if you've not been listening, all right, gather everybody. Maybe they've been distracted. They've been like, oh, this pastor is too... Come, come back. I'm sorry. All right, come back. Praise God. This is the crux of the 
operation of the spirit within. This is the crux of the operation of the spirit within. Our generation has been poisoned. I'm going to say that again. Our generation has been poisoned by a corrupted message. A message that is God's will, that is God's idea, that is God's creation right from the old covenant. It's not even a new, it's not a new testament idea that grace will be made available and will be the technology through whom we'll, through which we will be saved. All right, that's not new. It's been prophesied from the Old Testament. It is not new. But there is a new message of corruption that takes away the power. It, 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 it gives you a form of godliness, but it, so it sounds intelligent. It sounds well dissected. It sounds like solid exegesis, but it is a corrupted message. This toxic message of toxic grace, that is not the grace of God. That is not the grace of God. Because the crux of the work of the spirits within is that the art of man can be worked upon. And that that same man, that same woman, that same boy, that same girl can begin to have new desires. Can begin to have new appetites. Can begin to have new affinities. Can begin to have new things that inspire them. There are some of us, no matter how much, no matter how quality the alcohol is, we are not interested. We are not inspired. That is not our thing. But the things that make us dance. It's not going to a club. It's not my favorite DJ spinning the wheels. It's not me getting a new bling or getting a new toy. It's not living a life of, 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 of nothingness and, and, and lavishing away in destruction and calling it life. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You are not enjoying. The devil is destroying your destiny. He's saying this is life. This is life, that they might know him. Hmm. This is life. This is life. We see truth in his word. That's what excites us. That's what we rejoice at. That is what makes us dance. And unveiling revelation by the spirit of the person of the Christ. We're like, woo! And then we dance and we spin. Praise God. Praise God. I remember... Was it 2000? The year Chelsea Football Club won the Champions League. Now, there are people who want to turn off the stream now. He's a Chelsea fan. Please focus on the message. Focus on the message. Maybe I shouldn't use that illustration. Or maybe I should. All right. And whatever club you support. I, I mean, if there's anything we've learned, um, is the nothingness of these things that we form. I mean, it, there are some parts of the world that soccer, sports, is essentially a religion. People have become so empty. All right, that that's their only dependence. They need a club to, to, they need a star to adore. They need a celebrity to worship. And in this pandemic now, all those things have been taken away. All right, and you've started asking yourself real questions. Real questions. So back to the illustration I was giving. That night, when Didier Drogba hit that spot kick, and it just dawned. I said, we just won the Champions League. We, we. They don't know me. I don't want Chelsea shares. All right, but I could partake in the joy. Glory to God. They don't know me, but as that last kick was taken, I was in my room somewhere in the residence lodge. Where was I now? Somewhere in the residence in Lagos University Teaching Hospital. All right, and I just jumped out of the room. I didn't, I didn't even care. I just ran. We won, we won, we won. 
Everybody shouting, shouting, shouting. Everybody, you know, parties. Some people will kill cows, so clothes, you know, all sorts of madness. And I got back to my room and I heard the, the voice of the spirit say, Wow, so excited. So excited. And I got the message. Dear child of God, I'm not saying you should not be excited by things in the physical, but these are the things that should excite you more. These realities, these, these verities, these, these treasures should give you more excitement. That you are reading your Bible and you just scream, and everybody in the house is like, Are you okay? You're like, I'm okay. And you're trying to gather yourself together, and you scream again, Woo! I've seen the light. Mm. Praise God. So this is the crux of the work of the Spirit within. That the Spirit of God can come on the inside of a man and do a work. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. I will give you a new heart. Somebody say a new heart. That new heart will be able to receive my Spirit. I will put a new Spirit within you. It's always been God's plan. I will put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27. I will put my spirit within you. Can you say that again? This is the crux of the work of the spirit within. He's saying leave all the exploits of the spirit upon. That's great. You will do those exploits. He's saying but major on the major, not on the minor. He says this is the big deal that the prophets peeped into. That angels peeped into. He's saying, I will cause my spirit to be in you. Now, he says, by virtue of my spirit within you, I will cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. Wow. So, he's saying here now that there are two ways to do this. My statutes are glory to God. He says, my statutes are my judgment. They are too high. All right? You've tried to scale. It's, it's just like Olympics and you're watching the eye jump. All right, you've tried to scale them. And then there's a new law that says, by grace. Now, follow me. It says, by grace now, everybody scales over this. All right, by grace. Oh, glory to God. It says, by grace, everybody scales over this level. It says, that is the new law in town. That is the new law by the International Olympics Committee. It says, this standard, everybody gets a gold medal. Everybody by grace can scale over it. Now, the judges and the umpires and those who have officiated before, they are saying it's not fair. Some have been training for decades. Some have been training say it's not fair. It says, no, by our sovereign decision, we have decided that by grace, everybody crosses over. They say, okay, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Say, but I can see some chubby people here. I can see some people who have never exercised in their life. I've seen some people who still had burger for breakfast this morning. I'm not attacking you. I can see some people who still have pizza in their fridge. I've seen, I've seen people who are unfit to jump. And they say, are we going to bring the scales down? Is this what grace is? And the Spirit of God shows up. He says, no, we ain't bringing anything down for the foundation. Oh, glory to God. The standards of the Lord remain sure. We are not dropping the bar. What we are doing is we are raising these people. It doesn't care what their body mass index is. They are empowered to fly. Are you getting me this evening? That is the work of the Spirit on your inside. The judgments haven't changed. The statutes haven't changed. But by His Spirit, by His grace, you are empowered to please Him. Hmm. Hmm. You see what grace is now? Grace didn't bring the bar down. Grace raised you up. 
raised, raised you up. He says, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep it. I like the way he says you will do it. You will. He says you will. You don't understand. It's not you. It is me at work in you. But you will do it by my spirit. You will keep my judgments. And you will do them. You can live a life that is free of addiction. I know you've tried all sorts. You've tried all sorts. You've worked that. You said, Father, today is the last day. Kill me. Kill me the next time. And you did it the next time. I said, God, no, don't kill me here. Don't kill me here. And you've struggled. You've struggled. You've battled. You've battled. And God is saying, my grace is available for you. He says, let me put in you a new heart. Let me give you my spirit on your inside. I will empower you to please me. Glory to God. Jeremiah 31. As we begin to tie this together, Jeremiah 31, verse 33 and 34, it says, But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds. He's saying we are not discarding it. And I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Next verse. He says, no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother. Saying, know the Lord, for they all shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Somebody shout grace. Come on, shout it like you mean it. Grace. Glory to God. This is the work of the Spirit within. This is the work of the Spirit within. Philippians chapter 2, 13 to 15. If you can give us in the... God bless you. Ah, for it is not your strength. It is not your strength, but it is God. It is not your strength. It is not your determination. It is not your, your, your ability to set goals. It is not your discipline. It is not your, 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 your being chased. It is not your, your reliability. It is not your integrity here. It is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, but to will your desires and to do, to work. That is strengthening. This is grace here. Can you see the definition of grace? Strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. For his good pleasure. For his good pleasure. All the way to 15. For his good pleasure. Do everything without murmuring or questioning the providence of God. Verse 15. He says, so that you may prove yourselves to be blameless. Guileless, without guile. Innocent, uncontaminated. Children of God, without blemished. In the midst, that gives you context. He says, your world, your world. Crooked, morally, spiritually perverted generation. I don't know about you. I don't know how more perverse it can get than this. Sometimes I'm wondering what 2050, 2030 will be like. The level of perverseness, pervertedness now, it is things that people will hoard at night. They are being voluntarily released to the world now. And the word of God is giving you context. He says that is the world you will live in. That is the world you will live in. It's a world of moral, spiritual perversion. He says, but, but I have energized and empowered you, all right, to be uncontaminated. You will shine. You will be seen as bright lights, beacons shining out clearly in the world of darkness. Praise God. I said, praise God. Praise God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit within, all right, that he lifts us up on the wings of grace, empowers us to have new appetites, new desires, 
new tendencies. If your tendencies, if your appetites are turning towards appetites of the flesh, and we will get to that soon, if your it, it means that you are fed one more than the other. It means you fed your flesh more than you fed your, your, your spirit man. All right? Your appetite, your, the balance of appetites will show you what you fed more. If you would rather sleep than pray, then you fed your flesh more than you fed your spirit. Are you listening to me this evening? If you would rather look at something that will, that will excite your flesh, you would rather spend time, hours, and you will struggle for minutes on spiritual activity. It shows you the balance of forces and who is winning. Feed your faith. Starve your doubts. Feed your spirit. Starve your flesh. Glory to God. I said glory to God. 2 Timothy 2, 19 to 21. 2 Timothy 2, 19 to 21. This is the work of the spirit within. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. It stands. Nevertheless, he's saying, remember our Olympics analogy. He's saying this bar has been set high. We are not reducing it. Someone is saying, we're in the new covenant grace. He's saying, we are not reducing it. What grace does is that it carries you on the wings of his power. It carries you on the wings of his acceptance. It carries you on the wings of his love. That I am not trying to win the affirmation of my God. He is already pleased with me. He already sees me as righteous. He already sees me as holy because I cannot approach him by myself or with my former state of being but by his spirit as he has planted in me a new heart then i can come boldly i can come boldly nevertheless the solid foundation of god stands having this seal the lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of christ depart from iniquity verse 20 but in a great house you can see the context in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some of honor and some of dishonor. Verse 21, he says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, yeah, he's not saying God cleanses, he's saying you cleanse yourself. I've put my spirit within you. You feed, you feed your spirit, man. You starve your flesh. He will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Praise God. Praise God. Someone is receiving this word and you are still struggling with it. You've read a toxic, adulterated version. You are saying, but are you saying, are you saying, this is what the word of God says. He's saying that the grace of God empowers you to please him. The standard of the Lord remains sure. Titus chapter 2, let's read verse 11 and 12, and then we will pray as we round up today's conversation. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and verse 12. He says, for the grace of God, that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. The grace of God has appeared to all men. Praise God. This is the work of the Spirit within. 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 And I'm saying this because I see there is rejoicing in heaven. There is rejoicing in heaven because as this word has come, there is a work being done in the heart of someone, that, that, that young man listening to me, that young lady listening to me. The Spirit of God is already doing the work on your heart. It is the Spirit of God that convicts 
of sin. No matter how much you cry and you feel bad, all right, it is not how much you feel bad that empowers you to live a changed life. All right, godly sorrow, yes, it must lead to repentance, yes, and that repentance will lead you to acknowledgement of faith in the Son of God. That change of mind will make you acknowledge faith in the Son of God. Praise God. Praise God. And you are listening to me and you are saying, I want, I've not heard it presented this way. I, I am now ready for the ministry of the Spirit. Come on. You're in the right place. You are in the right place. This is God's will for you. This is God's plan for you. This is God's desire for you that you are filled with His Spirit. That you don't just manifest dimensions of the Spirit upon, but the Spirit within. That the tendencies of your heart. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You know the thoughts you think by yourself. You know the wickedness, the people you want assassinated, the people you want erased, deleted from the surface of the earth. You know the terrible thoughts you have. You know the terrible tendencies you by yourself have. But by his spirit, new thoughts are possible. It is him that works in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Wherever you are this evening, thank him for the word. Say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. I receive your word. I receive your word. I receive your promise. This is your word for me. You love me and you've sent me this word. You love me and you've sent me this word. You've seen my confusion. You've seen my hunger. You've seen my desire. You've seen how I've stumbled into error. How I've fallen into error. And now you have sent your word my way to pull me out and to put me right in the center of your will. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you because... By virtue of the perfect sacrifice, your own spirit. He says, I will teach them my ways. I will put my own spirit within them. This is the work of the spirit within. A new heart. A new heart. An empowerment by grace. An empowerment by his spirit to do his will. To please him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. We receive your word. We receive your word. Your word sinks in. We receive your word. We receive your word. We receive your word. There are some of you in the course of this service. You've spoken in tongues for the very first time. Please get in touch. We would love to follow up with you. We would love to pray with you. There are some of you, as the words came, you told yourself, wow, I am ready. I am ready. I am ready to begin this journey. You said, I've wasted my time. I'm, I'm, I've, 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 I've wandered around. I've wasted don't feel bad about the years wasted. Feel excited about the possibilities ahead of you. Today is the day of salvation. This is the big deal that the Spirit of God on the inside of a man, of a woman can do a surgical work and create in you a new heart and renew a right spirit within you. That is what His blood has made possible. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, he chases me down, fights till I'm found, and leaves the night and I go to earn it, and I don't deserve it, till you gave yourself for me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless 
love of God. Hey, hey. No shadow you would light up. The mountain you would climb up. Running after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Running after me. There's no length you won't go. What is man that you are mindful of him? What is mankind? No length he won't go. Ah, you see the details of our past. The rot, the terrible things we've done. And yet you say, come, I have died for you. I still love you. Come unto me. Hey, there's no shadow you will light up. No mountain you will climb up. Running after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, no lie you won't tear down, running after me. Yeah. Hey, no shadow you will light up, no mountain you will climb up, running after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, no lie you won't tear down, running after me. For the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down. It fights till I found leaves to die. Hey, I couldn't earn it. We don't deserve it. But still, you gave yourself away. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. 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 I want to pray what we call the sinner's prayer, but it says the Spirit of God saying, I've done the work. Please get in touch. We would love to walk you through what has happened to you. You are a new man. You are a new man. You already had faith in the Son of God, even without repeating a prayer. He says his spirit is come. His spirit is come, put within you. He's giving you new appetites, new desires. Thank you for the blood, for those who have received an impartation of the spirit. Connect also. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. What a God you are. What a time we've had in your presence. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, wherever you are, jam your hands together and give the Lord a big shout. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow. Praise God. Thank you so much for staying with us. We're sure you've been blessed by the word. Um, it's been a wonderful time we've had in His presence. The Word of God is sweet. It's delicious. It's food to our soul. It's health to our bones. It's nourishment to our spirit, man. And we constantly feed, feed on these things. We constantly feed on these things. If you've been blessed by today's message, please do me a favor. All right, send this out to people. At least 10 people. You know 10 people. You, one person. You know 10 people that can be blessed by this message. Count. Minimum. Some of you can do 20 you can do 50. Let the word of God spread. Spread the word, not fear. Spread the word. All your WhatsApp broadcasts that are inspiring fear, broadcast the word instead. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, 
Sunday is going to be wonderful. Glory to God. Sunday is going to be powerful. Next week, Wednesday is even going to be more powerful. We are going to be talking about the symbols of the Spirit. You are going to be solidly blessed. I can promise you. Make it a date with us. Someone is saying, he's speaking so confidently. How does he know he's going to be here? Oh, guess what? I am going to be alive. If Jesus tarries, you are going to be alive. I will be in good health. You will be in good health. In the name of Jesus. It's not time. We're not going anywhere yet. The fire of the Lord surrounds and encamps around the righteous. No evil comes near our dwelling. This is our reality. I, I, I kid you not. This is our reality. Yes, we are washing our hands. We are maintaining physical distancing. But this is our reality. We are surrounded by his fire. Glory to God. Glory to God. For as many who want to be a part of the study groups, please, um, there is a number on the screen you can text connect to. Someone is going to get in touch with you. Please join. Let's study the word um, together. Um, some have said, Pastor, when it's time to give offering, you rush it. You rush it. Like, I just don't need money. All right, this is not about needing money. We believe that when you know your father, when you see the depth of his love, nothing will be too big for you to give in support of his work and in propagation of the message of his love all right so our focus here is getting you to see that when you see it you will give you will give you will give you will give selflessly you will give cheerfully all right and it's another opportunity to give he has loved us endlessly he has supplied for us without limit out of the abundance we have received we have come to say thank you as an expression of our love, all right? So the avenues to give are there. Some, since the pandemic started, you've not given an offering, you've stopped paying your tithes. Do not allow the enemy steal and rob you of your harvest. Do not allow the enemy steal and rob you of your harvest. Don't stop sowing. Don't stop sowing as far as the earth remains. Cold and heat, all right? Winter and summer, seed time and harvest, all right? So these are solid established principles as a church the people have been given we have been receiving testimonies in this same season so please connect to what god is doing in our midst the avenues are on your screen be a part of the giving and the lord bless you richly in jesus name you are blessed it is still your year of shining it is still your year of unlimited greatness the power of the lord is upon you the presence of the Lord rests and abides with you, all right? And I will see you soon by God's grace. God bless you and thank you for joining us. Remember, you are a champion.